Ladies and gentlemen, cricket and cricket enthusiasts, welcome to the start of the brand new podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Quay, and this is the first ever episode of the Sunday Cricket. That's right. I'm a host. I play cricket on Saturdays, not Sundays, but this will be coming out on Sundays. I basically a Sunday cricketer. If you know what a football a Sunday league footballer is, you'll understand what I'm meaning by Saturday by Sunday cricketer. I'm a guy that plays low league cricket. I am going to be one and I'm going to analyse all fucking games. I'm gonna analyse test series, ODI series, T20 series, breaking news, anything. I'm gonna dive deep into all things cricket. Well, not all things, but most things cricket. I'm gonna be looking at main big five big boys, Australia, England. South Africa, India, and New Zealand. That's right. They are the big five I am talking about. And that is what I'm going to look at. Now, this is going to come out every Sunday. This is for when you finish after a long day of cricket. Oh, when you're playing a two-day and you're fucking 36 or 5 and you're looking like, shit, we're going to play day two. Or it's the day after when you've been drinking at the cricket field playing T20s. Or you've been watching your sons, your daughters, whatever. When you've been sitting on the couch watching cricket, this is your time to sit back, relax, and enjoy just a new fucking talking about and running through any win cricket through the week. That's right. Every Sunday, this is the Sunday Cricketer. Let's get into it. So today, on this first episode, we're going to discuss something that is big and has been all over the place, and that is England fucking cricket. We're going to discuss what the fuck is happening to England cricket, as well as what the fuck is England's summer gone from bad to worse? Has it? Because I think it has. After the Ashes series, oh, let's dive into the Ashes series, won't we? Let's dive in deep, deep, deep to the fucking Ashes series. Let's see how shit the Ashes series was for England. Because holy shit, was it an embarrassment. Let's dive into the first test. This is just going to be a rehash. Not going to be too long. We're going to dive in and have some bloody fun of roasting England cricket. Uh, Let's have a look. So England, first innings, 147 all out. We had a good holdouts in Josh Butler and Ollie Pope with a 35 and 39. But the rest of England cricket, this is the only game Haseb Halid actually was able to score. The rest of um, England cricket was like, oh, we don't know how to bat. We can't get over 10. Chris Wokes is like, oh, I'm a bowler. But you know what? I'm going to show you how to bat. Um, the rest of them were like, oh, we're going to go fish, especially Joe Root. We're going to fish outside off. Hi, boys. That man loves to fish outside off. We should get him a fishing pole, uh, get him some bait, take him out on the boat ride, and go, Here, Joe. Here, Joe. Now you can go fishing. Stop fucking fishing on the cricket field, mate. You're not even captain. Not a goddamn fisherman. Come on, bro. Calm down. Take a step back. Stop fishing outside off. Uh, and then the things we had Pat Cummings with a Pfeiffer as a standout bowler. Hazel and Stark both picking up two, but Hazel with the Pfeiffer in the first game. Uh, in the first inning, should I say. And Australia... Alright, Australia will say this, and I'll call them out on it. Would only have managed 290, maybe 310, if Travis Head hadn't gone, I'm going to do a cat, I'm going to do basically a, a good a good innings and get 152. The man, what a man, 152. David Warner for 94, and Marcus Lomashane for 74, the other two stats off the bat. But no one else really scored like the English team. No one really scored, but they just had one man get 152. He just, he just was a bloody legend. Bloody legend, he did it. No man can beat him. No man could do anything. That man is a fucking GC. He managed 152 for 148 balls. Man, he was like, "What the fuck's Test cricket? I don't know what Test cricket is. I'm just gonna play an ODI here, boys. It's four, 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 two there, run there." And Lubbershane down the other room was like, "No run, no run." 
<laughs> Sorry, I just had to do it, you know? It's quite funny. Well, he, he did it. He was like David Warner when he was doing, No Run! But, you know, it's great fun. It's great fun watching Lance Lowe Shane going, No Run! <laughs> Every time. But the standout bowlers for England were Robertson on Wood, both with three, and Chris Wokes with two. So the pace bowlers opening up the innings taken wickets, but weren't good enough. Australia made 425 easy in the innings. England then came out posting uh, 297. Because Dan Mulan, uh David Mulan and Joe Root were like, Joe Root's like, get the knock. I've got to have a zero, got to pick up runs, you know. Got to make the average look good. Gets an 89. Solid innings. And David Mulan's like, oh, that's right, England. That's what you paid me for test for a reason, boys. I didn't score in the first innings, but come on. I can score runs all day. Uh, but that didn't last long. And he got picked up there only 82. Uh, we had Hasid Hamid's like, oh, I'm actually a decent opener. Picked up 42 for the first 27. Not bad for an English opener when none of us can score runs. He's sticking in there, sticking in there. Part of shit, you know. And Australia's just like, well, you know you know the boy Nathan Lyon and Kate Cummings and Green? Yeah, that's right. We're just going to get you all out. Uh, so Nathan Lyon picked up a four for uh, Green and Cummings, both with two. Cummings being a good captain at the moment and rolling in for 297. And Australia easily get that with nine wickets in hand, making England their little bitch uh, and running them out of the arse in the first in the, in the first test, as they didn't even have to worry about basically making a second innings. Uh, but England just somehow got 20 runs to make Australia chase. Uh, good enough by England there. Now we move on to day. We move on to the second test. We move on to the lovely second test where we see uh, England uh, again concede 400. Over 400 runs in the first innings. Uh, Australia having David Moore for 95. Again, with a partnership with Martin Lavashane. The no run, man! Uh, every time, getting the 103 off 305. He uh, sealed them. was like, oh, strike rate of fi- over 50. Nah, nah, nah. 33 all day, boys. 33. 30 all day, mate. We're going to play play a test, test, test match. We're playing a test match. We're, we're digging in our greys. We're digging in for the day, you know? That's what he was at innings of 103. We had uh, Steve Smith pick up a 93 and Alex Carey going, I should be kept, I should be keeper. I should be keeper for this. Uh, he picks up a 51. Good innings by him. Picks up a 51. He's like, oh, I'm I'm supposed to be. Uh, Stark picks up a 39 and Nessie picks up a 55. And Stark's like, oh, I'm the man who averaged higher than Rock Coley. That's right, 2021. Rock Coley managed like 44 and I managed 45. That's right, I'm better than Virat Kohli. That's the man who's showing up England. Um, England's bowlers uh, standouts are Ben Stokes, picking up three wickets, but 413 runs, mind you. Uh, and Jimmy Anderson picking up two in the first innings. England then went out there for the second innings, only managing to put up 236. Uh, chasing down Australia's 273 for nine, declared, uh, where they got 80 double miles. Like, oh, I can bat test cricket, boys. Oh, I'm a test cricketer now, boys. 100%. Picks up an 80 of 157 with Joe Root picking up 62. Ben Stokes is like, I'm coming back to it. I'm coming back to it. I've got 34. Uh, Chris Wilkes again picking up runs in the first innings for England. Um, Stark picks up a fourfer alongside Nathan Lyon picking up three. And Cram Green, consistently decent, picking up a twofer. Uh, Australia got there. And this is where England decide, oh, we can actually bowl this innings. We're going to show Australia that we can bowl. They pick up... Uh, they pick up wickets cheaply. They get Australia two feet for clearing for nine. Uh, with Love Shane getting 51. No run, man! Uh, sorry, I just have Love Hit doing that every time. I'm going to stop it now. Uh, and Travis Head picking up 51. The 152 run score in the test. He was 51 of 54. He really doesn't know how to play test. He only knows how to play one day. And just like, oh, I can play test. I can play test. I can play test. I know. Uh, no, sorry. I'll calm down a bit. Uh, that's Travis Head for you. Cam Screen picks up 33 of 43. I think it was a bit, a bit robbed. Should have been able to bat to his 50. Um, we don't really have any standout bowlers besides Joe Root and Dan Milan, the part-time spinners, taking two wickets each and rolling Australia's batting lineup. Do you know who they took? 
Okay, Demelan took Richardson and Root took Stark, who averaged more. But Root took... Oh, it's Kiri. And Demelan took Labashane. <laughs> what? I'm sorry, guys. These are part-time bowlers. You're letting them fucking take four wickets? What the fuck, Australia? I know you won by 275 runs, but come on, boys. Uh, England... You know, needing a big total of 468, could not do it, uh, as no one could bat besides Chris Wokes being up 30-44. And Rory, um, Burn Rory Burns was like, nah, 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 boys, I can do this. 34, oh, and Hussey Ben Mead was like, I don't know how to open anymore after my 20s. I'm sorry, boys. Uh, he picks up a zero. Um, with standout bowlers being Jai Richardson picking up a 5 first Stark and Lyon picking up 2 first. Uh, so Australia run through England for 192, winning by 275 runs, making the series 2-0 at this stage. They then go on to Test 3, which is the best test, because the man, the myth, the legend, Scott Boland, shows up in this test, and he makes history for Australia, or becomes a cult hero. England, in the first innings... Put up 185, which isn't great, which isn't great. But Joe Root picks up a 50. Uh, Bursto coming back in and gets 35, along with Ben Stokes picking up 25. Ollie Robertson, then the bottom picks up 22. Uh, they don't have Wokes this game to pick up the 40 on the end. Um, but the standout bowlers were Cummings and Lyon picking up three, and Stark picking up two. Uh, and then Australia coming and like, oh, you know, 267. Uh, 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 fucking Australia batsman like, oh, we can't bat today and get run out, uh, get roll through. Uh, but Mark Sarris is like, no, no, this is how Australia Opener does it. 76 or 189, uh, he goes out when they are 180 for 6. Uh, Australia's get kicked because they two twenties, and that's a, I think, 267. Uh, but the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Scope Bolland will decide the fates in the second innings of England in the first test. Jimmy Anderson picks up a fourfer, does it very well, 453 runs. Ollie Robertson picks up two, and Mark Wood picks up two. I'm sorry if you can hear them in the background. I don't know if you can, but there's a motorcycle. Uh, and then England openers are like, they bring in Zach Crawley, and he's like, oh, I can bet. Maybe. Who knows? Oh, fuck. Oh, sorry. Uh, Joe Root picks up 28, and the next high score of that is 11 by Ben Stokes as they get rolled for 68 because uh, Scott Bolland uh, comes in, makes history uh, as an Australian bowler coming out of nowhere. Bowls four overs, seven for six. And... Um, that's not new for him, uh, because the MCG, holy shit, he has an average of 14.46 on the MCG. And as a career, as like playing on the MCG as a shield cricketer, he has 40, he has 14.46 average. The boy is like, I can make this ground my bitch. And he's like, oh, England? Nah, 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 more like Bushland. Uh, he just makes everyone, it just like fucks them at the arch. No, just absolutely roots them. Uh, he gets the likes of Burstow, Root, Leach, Wood, Robertson. And you're like, what the fuck? Uh, and he gets Hamid as well. Um, you're like, what the hell? What the fuck? He, yeah, I know. It's 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 like, what the fuck? Um, absolutely rolls for England. By himself, mind you. By himself. Uh, Stark picking up three. Uh, the other three in Cameron Green in the one, but... Sky Bond, the legend, was born after the third test with his six or seven. Uh, we go into date. We go into the fourth test with Australia three nil ups. Already won the Ashes series. England are like, you know what? We can actually play here. We can play. If England could bowl, uh, they would have done well. Well, they did do well, but um, they dropped Kawaja on twenty four in this game, and he goes on to get one hundred and thirty seven with the second high score being sixty seven from Steve Smith. They could have had Australia out for like I don't know three hundred if they caught Kawaja. 
but they dropped them, and so they declare on 416. The standout bowlers for England being Stuart Broad picking up five, and really no one else picking up any wickets besides Joe Root getting a one, getting one. You know, the uh, captain getting more wickets than um, the actual spinner Jack Leach here. I don't know how he kept playing. Jack Leach was fucking terrible after his first innings of. 13 overs for 103 runs. That's right. If anyone forgot, in the first test, Jack Leach went for 103 runs. An average 7.86. So comment of 7.86. In a test match, mind you. In a test match. Australia were like, in the first test, were like, oh, Jack Leach, sorry, we're going to make you our bitch for the series? You're going to be like our bowler that we can just slaughter. You're our bitch, man. That, that's what it was. It was the bit, it was bitch boy for the Australia. That's what he was. Um, Yeah, so Australia get 416. England are like, hold up, hold up. We can play. We can play. Alt 36 for four. Never mind. Ben Stokes and Joe uh, and uh, but, but, uh, Burster were like, no, no, no. We can't let England go just down the feet. Put in the partnership. Ben Stokes gets out sadly on 66. But Burstow with a broken thumb puts it together and gets 113. Mark Wood puts on a quick 39 of 41, giving them some hope with they getting 294. Scott Bolland again, man of the season, uh, getting four wickets with Cummings picking up two and Lyon picking up two of the stand other standouts. But Scott Bolland picked up the likes of Crawley, Root, Burstow and Broad, uh, Board. So he picks up four wickets again. Then... Um, Australia like, oh, we can't bat again, but Kawaja, but Kawaja can. And Kawaja picks up 101, with Australia being 68, uh, 86 for four, uh, and then getting comfortably 265 for six and declaring. Um, and then uh, with Leach picking up four. That's right, Leach decides, oh, I can actually bowl this game. Oh, I can take wickets. Uh, um, uh, Leach picking up four and Wood picking up two. Uh, we then go on to England's second innings where uh, Ben Stoke, uh, where Zach Crawley's like, Oh, England Open is not scoring over 50 this test. Nah, nah, nah. Here we go. Like Marcus Harris, the best innings that gets them both six in the ratings. Oh, 77 off 100 balls. He's like 77. Like, oh, Zach Crawley, the man. Um, uh, Bear Stokes picking up 60. Joe Root falling for 24. Uh, Burstow picking up 41. And Jack Leach at the end picking up 26 as they hold out for 274. Nine. That is an innings and a half to believe as Joe Root only surviving over. Uh, but we have Scope Bond picking up three, Nathan Lyon picking up two, and Pat Cummings picking up two. What a way to go with the SCG for Scotty Bolland, picking up a total again of seven wickets in a test match. So he goes in being two for 17, while two matches for 14 wickets, while Pat Cummings is three matches for 15. Who finishes top score? That is, by the way, Pat Cummings for 22. Uh, but you got to remember, like, he was one wicket behind in, in, in one less game, and the man almost became the leading wicket-taker for the test uh, in the Test Series. Um, but yeah, we then, we then go to the second, uh, last and final test, where Australia make England finally the utter bitch by winning the Series 4-0, and Australia get 303, uh, with Travis Hepping at 101, and Cameron Green again scoring runs, picking up a 74, showing his worth for Australia, but Travis is like... Shouldn't have left him out of the side, boys. Picks up 100 on his return instead of Kawaja, who gets 6 opening, because he's not an opener and shouldn't be opening at all. Uh, with Stuart Paul picking up 3, Mark Whipping up 3, Robertson and Wokes both picking up 2. Uh, Chris Wokes nearly drops. He is not guff. And Woods, yeah, wasn't great either. Eight over, 18 overs for 115. Got absolutely battered for most of England's runs. England, they're like, oh, you know what? We could bet the last game, but we shut up shop and don't know how to do it. Uh, no burst, no party. Um... No one really goes runs. They get 188 and get rolled with Pat Cummings picking up four and Stark picking up three. Now, Scott Boland would have finished leading wicket-taker if the Australian side 
like the likes of Shane Warne and some other guys say, if they could fucking catch his bowling, uh, then he would have finished maybe leading wicket-taker because it was close. It was close. Australia then get rolled for 155 uh, uh, with Stuart Board putting up three. Mark was like, 115 runs of my last time. Nah, six for Picks up a six for and is like, oh, here we go. There we go. I can bowl. I can bowl. Uh, and then the... For once, the England openers are showing everyone else how to bat as they make 68 for one for the opening partnership, and then England roll for one with no one scoring any runs. Uh, Scott Bond once again taking Joe Root because Joe Root once again going fishing outside off, going fishing, going fishing, and that's right. They're like, uh, here, here, Joe Root, take a fishing rod, get a boat. We're in Australia here, go down to a lake or the river, just go fish because you keep fishing the ball, and we don't want you to. Um, so that's what the England guys are saying. But yeah, Broad picks up three, Cummings picks up three, and Karen Green picks up three. Pat Cummings finishing as the leading wicket-taker with 22 wickets. Scott Bolland, close second of 18. It's an amazing feat because you wouldn't you wouldn't think it. You wouldn't think that a man who has never played a test in his life, uh, only played Shield cricket, can come in and get second highest. England's highest wicket-taker was 17 with Mark Wood. He played four matches. And he couldn't do what fucking Scott Boland was doing. Scott Boland just, just, just had, just, was like, just had everyone, just had everyone in his back pocket. Was making everyone his little bitch. Australia absolutely butt fucked England in this tournament. I apologise for my bad language, but that's what this whole thing's gonna be. A bit of bad language, a bit of fun. Um, but yeah, it's absolutely fucked them over. Uh, Australia just get absolutely right, uh, butt fucked. Um, uh, sorry, Australia absolutely butt fucked England. England uh, made to bent over uh, and put a, uh, put a cricket back up their ass and. Like uh, and bite a ball and be like a pig, you know. When they when they roast them, they're like a roast pig, you know, get absolutely stuffed because that's what they did. They got absolutely fucking stuffed in the Ashes series. What an Ashes series it was! With Australia absolutely creaming England, easy four 0 series should have been five 0 But Bursto was like, nah, 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 not letting that happen. Uh, Australia won the final test by 146 runs, and Australia. Absolutely won it, and that's all they wrote. Scott Bolland, now Cole Hero, an absolute legend who I will probably follow from now on because. What a man. What a man. Absolute legend. Taking 18 wickets in three innings. For an average of 9.6, mind you. 9.6. What a man. Now, we have to go on and move on, sadly, from this quick review of the Ashes series to focus on how England's summer has gotten from bad to worse. Because you thought, you thought this was worse. You thought this was a pile of dog shit, you know? England just, like, face down and dog shit. That's what you thought it was. Then came along the West Indies England tour. Which I saw, and did not know, but I saw but England better win this, like 4-1, or something. Even 3-2 would be respectable, but no, but no. England's like, uh, sorry, we're just going to have to check out here. Uh, um, well, you know, we don't know how to play T20 cricket at, uh, at all. Uh, we're going to have a look at that. We're going to review those games. Let's have a look at their lineups. Because England, if any England fan uses the excuse of, oh, we didn't start most of the T20 winning squad, don't bullshit me. Don't lie. You did. Yes, you had a couple of players coming in here that weren't. That That's right, you did. You had a couple of players that weren't. But so did West Indies, boy. So did West Indies. Let's dive and have a look at the squads that were for the T20 World Cup and for this series. Because it will surprise you. They weren't that different. So this was the World Cup squad that made it to the semi-finals. Ewan Morgan, Moen Ali, Jonathan Burstow, Sam Billings, Joss Butler, Tom Curran, Chris Jordan, Liam Livingston, Dan Milan, Tywin uh, Mills, Adil Rashid, Jason Roy, David Willey, uh, Willie, 
Chris Wokes, Mark Wood, and their reserve players were Liam Dawson, J- James Vince, and Reese Topley. Now, best, that was a good team. This is their lineup or team they took over to the West Indies for their tour. Ewan Morgan, Mohan Ali, Tom Bennett, who came in for Johnny Burstow, because Johnny Burstow was, has, is injured, uh, Sam Billings, Liam Dawson, George Garton, which is coming for, for Tom Curran, Chris Jordan, Liam Livesing, Shakid uh, Mahut, I think, is coming for David Willey, Tywin Mills, David Payne, who I don't know who's come, I think, don't know who's came in for, actually, Adel Russia, Jason Roy, Phil Salt, Roos Topley, James Vince, and Harry Brook. They have five, oh, no, six, six new players that weren't going to play every game together, they were going to be separate, and of course they were, because that's how it fucking works, England. That's how it works, you English fans. And you know what? No, no excuses there. But yeah, most of that side is the semi-final team. So how the fuck did you fuck up against the West Indies? The West Indies, however, this is their lineup for the for the um, international you know, tour. Kieran Poland, Nicholas Poran, Fabian Allen, Dwayne Bravo, Ross Jason. Dwayne Bravo, by the way, is now retired. Andrew, uh, Andrew Fletcher, Chris Gale, I'm pretty sure is now retired. Shimon Hitmill, who wasn't in the squad. Evan Lewis, Obed, uh, Obed McCoy, Lendl Simmons, Ravid Rappel, Andrew, uh, Andre Russell, O'Shawn Thomas, Hayden Walsh Jr. Now, you hear that team. Let's have a look at the differences in the teams. Oh, well, actually, let's go back to reserves first. Darren Bravo, Sh- uh, Sheldon Cottrell, Jason Holder, and Hakil Hassan were all reserves. So we weren't playing. In the squad that managed one win in the T20 World Cup. Maybe two. Uh, I don't know. I think it was one. If I remember correctly. They may, may, maybe might have won two. Because I was hoping that they would make it through above one of the other teams. Like, oh, if you win this game, we still need it through. Uh, but no, that was really bad. This is the world, This is their squad for the tour. Kieran Pollard, who's still captain. Nicholas Perran. Fabian Allen. So three for three. Darren Bravo comes in for Dwayne Bravo. So comes in for the Bravo. Ross and Chase still in. Sheldon Courtshaw is in. Uh, Dom- uh, Dominic Drake's is in Shane Hope's in Akil Hassan's in Jason Holder's in Brandon King Carl Myers Robin Powell All in Roman Shepard's in Odell Smith And Hayden Welsh Jr. stays So You know Some of the players they, That's quite more new players Than what England were having But they're not new players to the scene They have played before Those new players to the squad um, For the tour So let's Let's have a look how the two teams went off against each other in the first game because oh oh it's not good oh it's really really not good here's the um first game for West Indies <sighs> England 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 I thought you could bet so we're gonna go story time for this one a little bit of story behind this one here so I think it was a couple Saturdays back now a couple Saturdays back I was I went to my friend's house uh, after cricket, and we were drinking and stuff, and so we went. I went to bed really late. I didn't realise there was any cricket in the morning. I obviously might have watched it, um, or had a bit more of a keen eye for it. So I went to bed at 3 o'clock in the morning. I woke up at 9.40, so after the start of the T20 game for the West Indies England. And guess what I see when I wake up? I look on my phone, I grab it, it's not far from me charging, I grab it, and I'm like, oh, there's the cricket icon from Google. I was like, who's playing? It's like... Well, Sri Lanka, Zimbabwe is not playing today. I didn't think India, South Africa were playing. So like, who, who the fuck's playing? It's like, surely not. So what the England versus West Indies score forty nine for five. <laughs> Next thing, forty nine for five, and I'm like, oh, Ewan Morgan's in though. He might get some runs. Uh, and then about twenty minutes later, I look back. 
63 for 7. So 49 for 6, sorry, not 49 for 5, 49 for 6. And I look at 63 for 7. I see Ewan Morgan got at the ball after I looked at my phone. I was like, what the fuck are England doing to be 49 for 7 up to 63 for 7 against the fucking West Indies, for God's sake. It's the West Indies. They made one or two wins in the T20 World Cup versus the team that made the semi-finals. England's high scores were Chris Jordan and Adil Rashid with 28 and 23. Now, 22, sorry. Now, I won't, I won't diss Chris Jordan. Good innings. It was a really good innings. I watched it. It was fantastic. It was actually really enjoyable innings from a bowler to watch. But no one else scored runs. Ewan Morgan couldn't score. James Vince, who's supposed to be a good class T20 player, can't do it against the fucking West Indies at all. And the West Indies. Don't care if it's in the Caribbean. Come on, boys. Should be doing better. And I was like, oh... Oh, that's not great. They got rolled for 103 in 19.4 overs. They managed trying to get 103 runs. At least they managed over 100. Um, but yeah, and I looked through and I was like, like someone's going to bowl well. Uh, Jason Holder, 3.4 overs, one maiden, 7 for 4. Sheldon Cottrell got two wickets. Uh, and then Hassan Shepard and Allen all got one. So no, well, Holder, very outstanding. Took four wickets in this game. Just Western East just took in the palm of the hands and went, ah, we're gonna make Australia made you our bitch, now we're gonna make you our bitch. <laughs> they made you their bitch, and we're gonna make you ours. And that's what they did against England in the first game, rolling for 103 in a test match. Sorry, not in a test match, sorry, in a T20, for God's sake, I know that. Uh, and then Western East were like, uh, here's our two new guys that haven't played in a while, Brandon King. My name's Brandon King to the scene. Uh, 52 of 49. A good innings. Uh, not an outright blasting, but why would you need to when you're only chasing 103? Uh, Shea Hopes, 20 off 25. He was the only loss of the wickets, uh, getting stumped off Adil Rashid. And Lucas Peran, uh, vice captain knock of 27 off 29, showing that he is still decently in Nick as a really good wicket-keeping uh, batsman. So he did well. Very, very well. Uh, and the standout bowler was Adil Rashid with 4 overs 21 for 1. Uh, while... Um, you know, the best bowler that they have in Chris Jordan. Two overs for 15. <laughs> wow. They only play 17.1 overs. They chase down the 104 very easy. Well done to freaking England. Uh, West Indies beating England very easy in the first one. Fucking great game to see. Absolutely astonishingly terrible. It's a good watch. I, I did watch it and I fucking fantastic watch. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely Absolutely great watch, I must say. Absolutely great fucking. Yes, moving now on to the second game. <laughs> what a game it fucking was. Because England decided, you know what? You know what? We can't. We can't just stand here and get our asses beaten. You know, we've actually got to say, show some grit. And they did. And they did. As they put on a good score. Jason Roy... Open up with 45 with Tom Basin getting 25. Like, for the first opening wicket, they put 36 runs on. <laughs> Not great. But, you know, Tom Basin getting a 25. He's only new. Gets some decent runs. Muhammad Ali's like, oh, that's right. I've still got it. Gets a 31 off 24. And uh, Chris Jordan, again, scoring runs down the bottom wall again, 27 off 15. Uh, England, I watched the game. Uh, I've got to give it to Jason Roy and Chris Jordan, as well as Muhammad Ali. Very decent knocks. Very decent knocks. No one else really uh, stood up. Uh, and they played well. Chris Jordan was banging England around, um, West Indies around. Well, not really banging around. He was playing nice shots and stuff. It was a really good watch to watch England go. They got 171 off their 20 for 8 down. Uh, it wasn't a fantastic game. No one really stood out for 
um, England betting wise, but they put a solid total on. Makes Winston in this chase. Jason Holder again uh, taking two wickets. Fabian Allen two wickets for fifty. Don't know why. Just still bowling when you're going for fifty runs, but you you know what's Winston this? Uh, and then Cottrell, uh, Hosan, Pollard, and Shepard Shepard all picked up one. Shepard's looking all right. Doesn't look a fantastic bowler. However, I will change your opinion or my opinion on Shepherd next with the next point because oh damn oh damn did this eight extras that West Indies bowled curse them to bits because West Indies lost their first two wickets for six runs Brandon King got a 50 last innings and Shea Hope got 20 he got two and ran out by Reese Topley what a run out it was by the way by Reese Topley he downs it goes and like hesitates and goes nah run Reese Topley is on the ground gets the ball and flicks at the wickets and runs them out Fucking insane run out. I was like, boy. I was like, bro, what the fuck's this? Like, where'd this man come from? I was like, who the fuck is Reece Topley? Like, but he, yeah, took only one bucket taking Brandon King. Uh, Nicholas Peran gets another 20. You know, not great. Da- Darren Barber picks up 23. Paul and Holder both fall just as cheaply for one. And you're like, nah, no way West Indies can win this. Fabian Allen gets 12-11 and Odell Smith gets 7-5-3. Uh, you're like, no way can they do anything. There's no way, no chance. And that's true. There should have been no chance. Brian Shepard shipped up. Got 44 of 28. And Hakil Hassan got 44 of 16. Now, we're going to talk about this because he was not f- not that many runs off his first 10 balls. It was the last over. It was the last over sh- from Shakib Muhammad who c- almost cost England the win. Legitimately, almost cost England the win. Mara Shepard was putting West Indies into a chance. They were 98 for 8. Off the fittest, off the of 15 overs. They're going to the last over, 142 for 8. So they need 29 runs to win. You've got Rahul Shepard, who's on 44, not strike. But you've got Hukal Hassan, who is, if I'm taking this correctly, was on 16. Off 10. That's right. 16 off 10 decides, oh, I got a wide first ball. Wide first ball, here's my chance. Dot ball next. Double fours. Not enough. Wide next ball. Chances, chances. Decides then to absolutely obliterate Shakib Muhammad's any chance of playing for England and the rest with three sixes in a row. Oh man, the devastation I saw from his face when he's like on the pitch just sad. Because they lose by a run. He just didn't get enough. Bam, what a a way to go. One of his fours almost went for six. It went for six. They would have won. They would have won. They almost chased down England. They were one. 42. They brought up 150 runs for the team during the over. That's how insane it was. They brought up 150 in the in the last over chasing 170. He almost won them the game. Like damn, they had 30 off the last over. They almost did it. That's how that's how insane the second T20 was. England almost fucked up a T20 where they needed 30 runs the last over. You gotta give it to Hassan. Hakil Hassan. 44 of 16, Romero Shepard, 44 of eight, uh, 28. What an innings by those two. I think it's the largest ninth wicket, um, I heard it was the largest ninth wicket, uh, like, total? Yeah, like, holding? Like, damn, son. It's a, it's amazing. Like, they managed, oh, well, they get 50 partnership up, then get 51 in the 19. So, I think it was 69? There's a partnership of 69? Damn, like, that's insane. It's absolutely gut-wrenchingly insane, man. That is... Wonderful. Good on them. Fucking round of applause for those two. They put up a fight for West Indies when no one else could. Damn, son. It was good. Now, I do have to shout out 
Three of the English bowlers. Because Reese Topley was 4 of 18 for 1 and the economy of 4.5. Adil Rashid was 4 of 24 for 2 at 6. And Mohan Ali was 4 of 24 for th- at 3. The spinners and one pace ball did the job. Liam Dawson bowled 1 over for 13. That No one didn't make the squad for the T20 World Cup. Um, Chris Jordan was 3 over 39 for 1. What the fuck is this man doing? And then Shakib Muhammad. Muhammad. Four overs for 45. He got hurt for 28 of the last over. He's not a death bowler. Not a death bowler, my boy. Not a death bowler. At all. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. It was a great watch, though. I would suggest going back and watch this good because England won by one, one by one run. But god damn, that last over was impressive to watch. You're like, maybe Western is going to do it. Maybe. You know, maybe it's a rehash of 2016 final. <laughs> Maybe, but it sadly wasn't. Uh, they miss out just, but damn. Gotta give a round of applause to the West Indies. They just, what, just you give it to the two bowlers. They did so well. The two like bowling batsmen just fucking just absolutely hammered England. Absolutely hammered them. You've got to give it to them. That was absolutely world class. It was insane to watch. It was fantastic to watch. It was great. And so we move on to the third one. We've got to move on to the third one now. Move on to the third game. Now this game, West Indies were like, England, you think you can bat? You think you can bat, can you? Oh, we know we can. And so West Indies bring in a man. They bring in only one man that can do it. Rovman Powell. Again, West Indies fall. Openers fall for 10 and 4. Not great. But Nicholas Peran's like, not today, son. Get 70 or 43. Very good innings. I watched those very good innings by Nicholas Peran. Very controlled. Uh, nice thing. Rovman Powell was like, ha, ha, England bowlers. Yeah, you guys can't bowl. 107 off 50, uh, 53. Fucking insanely well done. Ramirez Shepard got 11 off 5 uh, for the finish. And Kieran Pollard 9 off 4. But one innings by West Indies. It was honestly a fantastic watch. Watching Rovman Patel, uh, Powell just take on. Like him and Nicholas Peran putting I think a punch of 122 in game 3. Like, damn. Let's put on runs, son. Let's put on runs. And there's nothing the bowlers could do. There was literally nothing any of the bowlers could do. They just got slapped around, slapped around, back and forth, back and forth, like little bitches. They're like, bang, 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 bang. You know, nothing they could do. But, like, but the Westerners are like, hey, let's go, let's party. Let's party. Yes, yeah, so it was a really, really good innings uh, from Roverman Powell, 107. Um, I would go watch it. Go watch the game. Because it was just fucking fantastic to watch. Like, you think West Indies who just did very, very badly in the T20 World Cup would not be, you know, coming back, but they're growing back into the T20 format. They're getting, getting back into it. And so they very good innings to watch. Um, no real standout uh, bowler for, um, no real standout bowler for England. They all took one wicket, uh, and George Carson was a standout. Debuted, I'm, I'm not sure if it was a debut or first game of the tour. Forest 57 for one. Time and Mills comes back in. I know he's got pace. I know he's got pace with days. But he needs to stop playing for England. Four overs, 52 for one. Livingston, three overs, 42 for one. What the fuck are those? What is that? This thing on bowling line, what the fuck is that? It's like when I go down to play my freaking grey cricket. Fucking, and they're like, oh yeah, so what can you do? I can bowl them back. Get smacked for 50 of like five overs. I thought you could bowl. But they are, they make a little child play. Jesus. Actually so bad. And so then... In England, they're like, you know what, you're right. We didn't bet so well. Jason Roy picks up 19. Not having the greatest tour. Tom Benton's like, I know I'm new. I'm walking here for this game. 
Bang! 73 or 39. Good innings. He goes on there with the fall of wickets of Jim Whisking, 16 only. Muhammad Ali going for zero. And Livingston going for 11. He does what... Would it, if he didn't get out, him and Phil Salt could have won the game for them. But he gets out, sadly, on 129 for five. They're in a strong position of 12.3 overs. They're chasing 224 though for five. So it's going to be hard. But Phil Salt's like, nah, I'm going to try to do this. 57 of 24. Hitting two sixes off the last over... Uh, trying because they needed 36 of the last six balls. Looking possible for him. Uh, he then goes, but Harry Brooks picks up 10. No one really else picks up any runs from the bottom of the order for England uh, as they only slump to 204, which is a good effort chasing 224 in a T20. Winston needs one by 20 runs. Uh, it was amazing to watch Phil Salt. It was his debut. You got you got a man on debut picking up 57 and a guy that's never really played many, like, he's new to the scene. He's 23 years old, picking up a 73. The game where they're picking 224. Where the fuck are the veterans? Jason Roy dropping out. James Vice dropping out. Fucking Mohan Ali. Um, well, Mohan Ali was taking over captaincy for Ewan Morgan. Uh, Ewan Morgan, yeah, who was not playing uh, anymore. Which is interesting, because Ewan Morgan was Irish. He should have gone back to Ireland. Um, but yeah, no, so they drop out that way. But great innings. Great innings by England. I will give it to England. Fantastic. Looking looking decent. They've got some good players coming in. It uh, wasn't the greatest bowling from the West Indies, I will say. But Phil Salt, man, go watch his innings. Fucking stand out. It's the same with Batten. So Tom Batten. It was just fucking great to watch those two go. Um, but standout bowler, Ramirez Shepard, picks up three foot, but... Does go for 59 runs, so you've got to question why the hell is still bowling. Kieran Pollard, who I reckon is a 110 bowler and really shouldn't be bowling, takes a two. Uh, Cotron Holder only pick up one each. Sadly. Oh, and Hosan who picks up one. So, Hakilasan's looking alright. He doesn't look amazing. He's picking up wickets here and there. Nothing special. But yeah, they um, they pick up the lead and then go 2-1 in the series of five match games. We're going to go into game four soon. But yeah, the, this is a fantastic game. High scoring T20. You don't see anything better than this. You just don't. You don't see anything better than this. This is a great watch to see. You see West Indies showing on how the band fucked them up the arse while England just like bound down and the rest of us were like, we don't know how to bat, but our debutant does? <laughs> like, fuck, I'm sorry, but God, I don't care who the fuck they are. Why are they playing so shit? They probably need Chris Jordan for that game. Actually, they might have won if they had Chris Jordan. Harry Brooks just did not do anything. I think Harry Brooks is 22 years old. Yeah, played the one game. Played the one game. Phil Salt only played the one game as well, I think. Um, but yeah, no, it wasn't a great game for England, that game. Uh, well, it was. For betting-wise, just couldn't chase down. Western these absolute players of the skin with Powell getting 107. What innings. What innings. So we move on to game four. Could be the decider. Could be not, if you haven't heard about it. This happened on Sunday. So the other day. Legitimately two days ago. Um, England better first. The trend is if England bet first, they might win. However, they didn't lose the first game by 803. So we get into game four. Jason Roy finally shows up deciding, I know how to bet. Gets a 52 for 42. He's like, Butler, Burstow, no, no, no. Jason Roy, 52. Basson drops off after a 73, only picking up a four. James Vince is like, oh, I can still bet. I might have my cane out. I might have my cane out. But no, no, I'm not. I'm limping there. I know I haven't scored. I know I haven't scored yet, England. So like this, I know, but you, you, you can choose me. You can pick me still. 34 of 26. Oh, yes, two sixes, two fours. I've got it back, baby. I've got it back. So they they picked, they were 93 for 2 for 11.3. And then for something to 97 for 3. So they picked up an 85 run partnership, Jason Roy and James Vince. Not, not the quickest partnership, I'd say. A little bit slow on the slower side. 
about 125 striker, 126 between the two players together. Uh, and then, and then, and then Mohan Ali's like, you got, I've got a captain job to do. You've left it. You've left it to low boys. You know, you've done well, but you've, you've both gone out right after each other. Just, uh, so it's up to me now. 63 of 28 Mohan Ali. That's right. That's why I'm still in the team. That's why I'm still playing. Because I can bat and I can bowl. One of the best all-rounders. I've got to give it to him. Very sad he left Test. I think he would have helped England a lot. But the money, you know, is in the T20. Is in the one day is and like all those leagues like the IPL Big Bash League. So he left to get money, which is, you know, understandable. Test cricket's really not in it, doesn't have much money in it anymore. So yeah, he left, which is sad to see, but he's dying at what he wants to do. My sixty three of twenty eight, you know, great to see. Uh, and you gotta love it. You gotta love it for him. What an innings it was. It was a great innings to watch when I was watching the highlights. That's right, I only really watched the highlights, but fucking what a gain this was. Uh, Sam Billings picks up a quick thirteen or fourteen. Livingston again showing that he can't back get sixteen or fifteen. Why does this man keep playing? This because he's the oh that's right because the only English spinner. It's not that great. It's not that great. Uh, uh, Phil Salt gets out for zero and England get 193. They do quite well in losing six wickets. Uh, Holder picking up again with a threefer, showing that he can bowl and can bat, kind of. Um, and yeah, Pakistan Pollard and Shepard only pick up one inch as England get to 193. Um, yeah, what a great innings by Halali. Mon Ali, like, fucking, it was a good watch. It was a really good watch. It was a 63, 28, 26, 63. 28 balls, 63. He came in late as well. Picked up quickly. It's very good innings. Jason Roy with a 52. And James Vince again, showing England why he should be selected. <laughs> or 34. Don't leave me out yet. I'm still there. I'm still here. I might be 30. But I'm, I've still got a good average of 27. He's got an average of 27. Yeah, he's fucking getting rocked over by the West Indies. Blood, those runs must have come against the Bangladesh and Afghanistan. Because I don't rate him at all. Um, and so Western he's got to bat. Brandon King. M Carl Myers, the guy I was actually like watching when they were having one of their test series uh, back a while back now, last year I think. Was getting some runs, you know, looking good as a wicketkeeper. Picks up a 40 of 23. I think this is like one of his first T20s. He hasn't played um, many T20s, I feel. Yeah, he's only played four. An average of 32. So, really should be playing more. Uh, gets 40 runs. Picks up a 40. Brandon King, who's kept his opening spot over Shea Hope, gets 26. Nicholas Peran picks up a 22. Peran gets 5. Jason Holland only gets 36. Oh, 24. As they slump to 144 for 5 off the 17.2. Uh, with really no hope to winning. Kieran Pollard picks up and stays in for 8 of 16. And Darren Bravo, 3 of 8. Not the greatest. you got to go to the England bowlers. They bowled very well, besides Tymon Mills, who went for 2 overs of 30. And Chris Jordan, who was... Still not picking up any wickets. Um, and yeah, really needs to start picking up some damn wickets because he's a bowler, not a batsman. Reese Topley bowls again. I think Reese Topley's looking very good for England. He's not looking like he's once taking major wickets, but 4 is 21 for 1. Mon Ali opening 4 is 28 for 2. The other Rashid, 4 is 28 for 1. And Liam Livingston, 2 is 18 for 1. Uh, really needs to learn how to bowl because I'm sorry for England spinner. You well, he's not England spinner because they've already got two other spinners. Uh, he's the spinning all-rounder who really should not be batting or bowling as he's a fucking pile of dog shit. He is not good at all. He was terrible and should be dropped. Should be dropped. But somehow, he manages to stay around. But yeah, it was it was a great game to watch the highlights of. Uh, it, West Indies fail in a 4-1-59 for 5, losing by 34 runs. Um... In this chase, which is sad to see, but Western East, you got to give it to them. They played very well. They did very uh, good, and you got to give it to them. Uh, it was amazing innings to watch. Uh, very, very good uh, innings to watch. Um, but yeah, no, it was just it was a good innings by England. It wasn't so great by um, Western East standard. I think they should have done better. 
and chase down 193. I know it's I know it's quite a big score, but I think yeah, I think they just couldn't do it. Uh, but good on England bowling. Like for once, the bowlers actually did something. <laughs> Mohan Ali once again showing why he should be in this team still. Like man, he's this guy averages 18.7 off the bat. He's not the greatest bat. He gets 18.7 off the bat. Um, for yeah. 18.7 with the bat for T20, but he averages 25.9 the ball. So, one of the best England all-rounders. He's sticking around, and he's a very, very good player. Um, and I feel that England without him would be absolutely butt-fuck. Um, and they are. Well, it goes to two all. Yeah. And then we get the final game. Then we get the final game. What a game this was. The final game was as hype as you think it should be. It was so good. It was so good. The highlights just were absolutely amazing to watch. You get Brandon King and Carl Miles both bring up 34 and 31 respectively. Carl Miles showing why he should be opening for the West Indies side. Roma Shepard going up early, gets six and gets out. Like he was, as like the commentators said in the highlights, he was really had one job, which was to go out there and smash the England bowlers, and that was literally his job. Um, and he tried to do it, but got out. Nicholas Paramping in between while he's 24. He's showing in he 20s, but he doesn't look like the fastest batsman. He's trying to play way too much like an ODI. He is one of the best ODI batsmen for West with an average of 51.9, but he is showing why he's not really the greatest in T20 format. Kieran Pollard got 41 of 25, and Rovin Powell again picking up 35 or 17. Not out. What a, what a man this is. What a man he is, should I say. So it was a good things to watch. With and he's been at 179 for four, fucking just absolutely destroying England bowlers, absolutely hammering it around, and um, they absolutely destroyed England bowlers because Reese Topley was four overs for 43. They brought in Shakib, they brought back in Shakib Muhammad, needing to win the game. He bowled two overs 27. Monali was there over 20. Chris Jordan again was four overs for 52. Really needs to drop. Uh, uh, but but you've got to give it to Adil Rashid and Liam Livingston, who were both four overs 17 for two. Well, sorry, Liam Livingston was three overs 17 for two. But they both took up for two only wickets. They bowled very well. Got to give it to Livingston. He actually bowled quite well. One of his overs wasn't great. He was bowling a bit too wide. I think that was the game before. Well, actually, that might have been the 200 game. But yeah, he didn't look so great for the tournament. But this was probably one of his best games. Um, you got to give it to them. They looked very good. Very good West Indies batsmen. And the bowlers looked all right. Besides fucking Chris Jordan and Bruce Topley. As well as Shaka Muhammad, who... You've you got to think it when three of your bowlers don't run the 10 economy that there's a bit of a worry if you're bowling. Like, yeah, a bit of a worry. Especially when no one's absolutely hammering them. You've got, yeah, you've got 35 of 17, a 41 of 25, and a 31 of 19, but come on. No one's going 100, no one's getting 50, no one's going and absolutely slaughtering you, but they managed 179 Western Indies. They picked up very well in the final game. It was a good game. Again, but besides the betting, holy shit, do we see something amazing? Now, James Vince decides... You know what? I can play. I can actually play. 55. Picks up a delicious, delicious 55 uh, from himself when uh, taking them to 112 for 5 when he gets out. Uh, Sam Billings, only other person really to score, gets a 41. That's right. 41 off 28. Absolutely, absolutely hammering it around. Only hits two sixes and one four. Fucking does well. Must be fucking tired from running the bat. No one else scores. No one else really scores. They manage 162. And they're overs because of one man. So Hakil, ha- well, two men actually. Hakil Sam was four overs, 30 for four. He picked up the likes of Vince, Roy, Livingston, Salt. Picks up four really good wickets. And Jason Holder was like, hold up, hold up, you know, like his name. Hold up, hold up, hold up. The wait, hold up, wait a minute. I'm going to make England my bitches. <laughs> he made England his bitches. That's right, he did. He made England his bitches. Okay, he's like, I was like, oh, you know what? So I see what you're doing there. I see what you're doing there, man. I had one wicket. 
He's one wicket. 2.5 overs. Dot was wide. I think dot ball, no ball. Wicket. Oh, picks up, picks up the wicket of Jordan. Double ball. Picks up the wicket of Billings. Next ball. Picks up the wicket of Rashad. Oh, and then bowls Shakib Muhammad taking a forfeit with a hat trick in there. Oh, hands around. All the applause for Jason Holder. What a fucking innings. Taking five goddamn wickets in the audacity of the man taking four wickets in the final over of the game. Woo! Jason Holder, Western is best bowler. I name it. Jason Holder, Western is best bowler. He's a bowler. Mm-mm-mm. That's right. Left, right, left, party to the lands and down. That's right. He is fucking amazing. You gotta give it to him. Gotta give it to the man. Western is winning the series 3 to 2. They won the final game by 17 runs. And they win the series because Jason Holder made England's last over literally impossible. They needed 162. So needing 15 runs? No. 17? 18 runs. They need 18 runs to win of the last over. And they fucked it. Because they kept hitting the ball to the deep. Well, really try to get to the short boundary, but kept hitting to the fucking fielder that was out there. It's like, fielder, fielder, fielder. We don't know what the boundary is, fielder. Like, oh, three of the, like, literally, three of the batsmen played the exact same shot, got the exact same way. You're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Do you not learn from the last best and out? Don't hit it there. Hit it anywhere. Just don't hit it to fucking mid-on. <laughs> it was like watching a replay of the same guy get out twice. I think mean, it was twice, maybe three times, where you're like, mid-on, mid-on, mid-on. And you're like, what the fuck? But yeah, Sam Billings hadn't gone out. Um, They would have won. They would have probably won because Sam Billings was smoking it. I wasn't really smoking, but he was looking decent. 41-28 from him. Uh, and James, yeah, James Vince, again, showing his class for 55. Just wasn't able to stick around for longer. Should have stuck around for longer. And, um, yeah, England showing again, once again, why they fucking come back and why the team is shit. And how the fuck did this team make the semifinals? How the fuck did this team make the semifinals of the T20 World Cup? They lost 3-2 to the West Indies. Like, this article is great. It's great. Because I'm going to... Let's have a look at this article. Because this is a great article, I feel. Let's have a look at this article by The Guardian. T20 series designed to give answers only pose questions for England. Let's have a read uh, because I find this very interesting. I was literally just searching up before while doing this, um, like before this, like literally before I did this part and this, this podcast. I was like, well, that's an interesting title because I was like, yeah, that's right. England lost 3-2. So let's have a look. The whole tour is one where the development of our game is actually more important than the series win. You and Morgan get fucked. No, it's not. You lost to the West Indies. Get over it. Uh, said before a ball was bowled. <laughs> he knew they were going to lose. He knew that they were going to lose. Our level of intensity and our performance is far more important than the result. And actually, the result looks at Earth for itself. So, your 103 in the first game was good, was it? You and Morgan? Was it? Was it good? Was it good, man? Was it good? Because I don't think it was. Uh, the results did not, in the end, look after themselves. Uh, England leave Barbados defeated 3-2 in the T20 series, but having participated in some gripping games in front of British crowds, there is no shame in provi- uh, providing compelling entertainment, and lo- after a lopsided opening match, when on a poor pitch, England were bowled out for 103, and Westerners won with ease. The series was tense throughout. It was, I will give it, it was a very good series. However, England still got butt-fucked, and made their summer worse. So the answer is yes, the summer just went from bad to worse. If they got buffered by the Westerners! <laughs> They lost to the West Indies. I don't care about your development. You shouldn't be losing to the West Indies. They're shit at the moment. They're shit. That calls them to question your team. If you're losing to the West Indies. Oh, Jesus. 
Oh, let's carry on reading this. As well as featuring two well-matched sides, success was largely down to scheduling. It was just the fourth, uh, 14th five-game bilateral T20 series and demonstrated how they allowed massive uh, narratives to emerge and intensity to build in a way that is impossible when there are fewer matches. England's home T20 series against India and South Africa this year we three games as well as West Indies and India's month. Yeah, West Indies still won 2-1 in that series. If it was a three-game series, West Indies still won. Um... But yeah, I don't think England are going to win the other T20 series. Uh, once minds dizzied by an unthinkable conclusion, having refocused on the median turn goal of October's T20 World Cup. That's right, the T20 World Cup comes out, is starting again. We've got another one uh, in October in Australia, just over the way for me, as I'm from New Zealand. Um, yeah, uh, Morgan said struggle to identify the positives. Uh, oh yeah, Morgan might. He, he really might. Well, no, I will give him the positives. Tom Basson looks good. Um, looks very good. Sam Billings looks like a good keeper to come in for uh, for um, fucking for Butler. And uh, Rich Topley looks like a good bowler. Looks decent. You've got Rashid and you've got Mo uh, Ali there still on top form. So I think there's some positives there that you can take. England's captain missed three matches through injury. Okay, sure. Uh, games where he would have hoped to establish his batting credentials, while players whose strengths are well known demonstrate those strengths. Adil Rashid was outstanding. Players with acknowledged weakness had those weaknesses exposed, and the ones we knew. Little about, we learned little about. Their series was not a good one for England batters, including Hakil Hassan, who scored an unbeaten 44 in his only innings. We're still the eight players whose batting average was equal to, or in most cases, significantly better than England's best. And we will get into that, by the way, because I'm going to rate the players. I'm going to go through and rate what I think they deserve for this for the series. And I'm going to have a look at who got the highest, like, highest score, averages, Best strike rate and all that. And we're going to go through and I'm going to give the scores for the players. We're going to do England first and then we're the West Indies. Um, because I think that no England player gets over like a eight for me. Maybe, maybe one. But I, I will rate some of the players and it's, it's going to be a really fun time. Um, who bail average was equal to or most of yeah, better than. And only 12 of the players batted. Jason Roy is England's most consistent performer but often scored with uncharacteristic sluggishness at the start of his innings and ended with a strike rate of 130. Not uh, exactly shameful but his second loss in the series since 2016. The other opener, Tom Batten, he has said, I'm not going to fit in the strongest team at the moment so I'm trying my best to one day hopefully be able to cement my position at the top. He did enough to suggest one day he might. I think he should. He should slot in there. I think straight away. Um, he's better than fucking Bur oh, not better than Burst, but he's better than Butler. Um, of the squad's other emerging talents, three made their debuts in the third uh, match, but only one played more than once. Phil Salt's 24 ball 57 was followed by two failures, which, considering he was f uh, forced by surgeons into wild attacking, are uh, forgivable. Uh, it would surely be worth experimenting with putting him higher up in the order over the summer. I will agree. Phil Salt should be higher. He managed a 57 or 24 ball, 24 ball 57, and this man did not play higher. Like, he, in the other two, he's banging like six. Man, this guy should be banging four, okay? I'm sorry, Ali, you fucking not even scoring half the time. The other guys, Vince isn't scoring. Like, fuck me, it was, it was forgettable for them, 100%. With the exception of Reese Topley, who's returned to the side after an absence of nearly six years exceeded all expectations, England's team has struggled, and Sunday's decided we West Indies scored 45 for four in 10 overs. Against spin and 122 for none against seamers, the death bowling was regularly savaged by Wild. Uh, yeah, it was regularly savaged by Chris Jordan and Diamond Mills, whose runs in the final over. Shakir Muhammad leaked runs everywhere he was. Fucking terrible. Other than Topley, the only English seamer with their uh, reputations enhanced were the absence of Joffrey Archer and Mark Wood. Yes, but Joffrey Archer doesn't play T20. Joffrey Archer barely plays T20. Like this, I, I, I like no, he just doesn't play T20. 
It's, um, yeah, he just doesn't. He just doesn't at all. So I'm surprised they're mentioning him. Mark Wood, yeah, was missed, was fairly missed. West Indies into the series at the lowest of ebbs, humbled in the events of the World T20 title last year and beaten at home by Ireland in the ODI series. That's right. They lost to Ireland. They lost to Ireland in the ODI series, but fucking beat England? Man, Ireland's beating them. What the fuck's wrong with you, England? <laughs> Before they faced a weakened England side and beat them narrowly, they tri- No. No. They did not face a weakened England side. England, okay, who, who was out of that team? Josh Butler, Joey Burstow, Mark Wood? Yeah, that's it. No, they didn't face a weakened England team. Maybe you and Morgan, he wasn't playing much, but don't, don't give excuses. They was one of their top bowlers. They was one. Joffrey Archer wasn't in the World Cup team. The other bowlers were. I don't want that shit. No. I know, Guardian, I know you're in English, I don't know if you're an English or a fucking American um, newspaper company, but no. No. They did not. Don't give me that shit. West Indies also didn't play for full strength side because they were bringing back in players. Uh, after losing to Ireland, everyone was very, very down and deflated. Jason Holder said, Everybody had to do some soul searching and feeling the way we did really made us pull together. So the first times I felt that strong togetherness in the dressing room. Holder beat his previous high score off the bat, as did Hassan, Kyle Mayers, Nicholas Paran, Rovan Powell, and Rohan Shepard, well led by Kieran Pollard. They played and tested their ability and the results looked after themselves. They did. It was a really, really... Good innings by West Indies. You're going to read it. This article sums it up very well. Um, it was a very, very good watch, um, as you have to give it to them. But I will not make excuses for... Um, yeah, I will not give excuses um, for the likes of the West Indies or England uh, for the dismal play. But West Indies are looking back. Looking good. Looking very, very good. Um, and so now, the most best part of this entire podcast, we're diving in. To rating these fuckers. We are rating these fuckers. Let's bring it up. This is going to be fun as hell. Because holy shit. Was it not a good time for England? Uh, so let's have a look. Where is it? Get in to these ratings, Bogle. Let's get into these ratings. Hey, let me know if you agree. Let me know if you agree. If you don't, you don't. But you know what? Doesn't matter. This is my opinion, not yours. <laughs> Joking, if you have an opinion, do please let me know. I will be saying my email at the end of this because I want to start a part of the podcast at the end where I get your guys' uh, thoughts on cricket, you know, season, uh, cricket tours and everything and what I should follow and what I shouldn't as well as cricket stories and have some bit of fun with you guys at the end. Um, so let's dive right in to having a look at this tour. So first off, we're going to start off with the England team. We're gonna start. We're gonna first start with Ewan Morgan. He's the first man. He's the captain. So let's look at how he did. Ewan Morgan managed 30 runs in his two innings with a strike rate of 73.17. He managed a high score of 17 in the series, and he averaged he averaged 15. That's two innings. He averaged 15. Now England got absolutely obliterated in the first one, and then only just won the second as captain, but first and foremost, he is a batsman. So as much as yes, yes, he did, you know, he was a, he was captain, um, and stuff, and he is a batsman, so we have to take that uh, into the play. I'm going to rate Ian Morgan a three. One win, one loss, and no runs. The only reason he's getting a three is because England actually managed to win under him, and they stopped the very good Western East side. But I have to question some of the bloody choices he made of the bowling with Shakib Muhammad bowling that last over for the West Indies. Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? What the fuck are you doing? Next is we have the vice-captain, 
and Moen Ali, who became the captain halfway through, managing one win and two losses. No, yes, one win and two losses. Not a great start to the record, man. Not a great start to the record. So he, he had a high score of 63, which is not bad. He ended up with a strike rate of 145.95. He managed, he was the seventh highest scorer in this tour for 108 runs. And he averaged, what the average? He averaged 21.6, which isn't bad because he's a bowler. So if we have a look at the amount of wickets, so he took, an, he took five wickets in the tour. Uh, with an average of 18.6 and an economy of 7.15. So, in all fairness, high, an average of 21.6 with the bat and average of 18.6 with the ball. So the fourth highest average with the ball uh, for his wickets, he was, I think, yeah, the fifth highest wicket taker in this competition. His T20s are not really going to get many wickets, so I will give him a 7. I'll give Mahan Ali a 7 because I think he did his job. He won one t- game. Yeah, I yeah, know he didn't do a great job as captain when he was there, but he, he got runs. He averaged 21.6, he got a high score of 63, and he took five wickets. So he did his job. It was all round. He got runs and he got wickets. Yes, I know some of the games he wasn't great, but I'm not going to give him high than the seven, but he did his job. He got runs, he got wickets, and he did very, very well. And I saw you've got to give him a seven. Um, But yeah, so we're going to move now on to Tom Batten, who did well. He did very well. He got 122 runs and a strike rate of 103.39. He got a high score of 73. Uh, which was the second highest score by batsman in the tour, and he averaged 24.4. Not bad, not bad, not bad for a man that is, you know, um, not bad for for a man that's just, you know, quite new into the squad. He's not um, not old, he's quite young, he's 23 years old, um, and he did very well. I got, you've got to give it to him, he played uh, quite well. Not, not amazingly, I'll probably give him a 5. Um, but yeah, I'd give him a 5 because he didn't really perform outside of his one innings, really, uh, of 73. Uh, but yeah, give him a 5. He had an alright tournament, could have done better. Uh, you got to give him, I think, actually, you know what, I'll give him a 6. I'll give him a 6 for that because the 73 was actually really good. That almost helped England chase down the 224 that I'm needing. So you got to give it to him uh, as a new player and you got to give him a bit more leeway. Uh, next person, Sam Billings. Now, Sam Billings only played four, he played four of the games. He managed 64 runs in an economy of 141.86. He averaged 20.33, which isn't bad. Isn't, isn't bad. Isn't, isn't great either. But isn't bad. Isn't terrible. Um, was an alright keeper. I think he did a very decent job as keeper. I'll give him a five. Well, actually, I'll give him a four. Because he, uh, I'll give him a five. Because he averaged 20.33. Um, which isn't the worst. Nah, I'll give him a four. Just, he didn't average, he did average all right. But he, I just wouldn't say he's amazing in the tour. Um, like, he got 60 runs. Nah, he gets a five. Yeah, yeah Sam Williams gets a five. He's, he's a solid five. Not great in the tour, not bad. But he, I'm sure he's actually a decent replacement for Josh Butler uh, when he gets a chance. Liam Dawson. Liam fucking Dawson. Didn't take a wicket. Doesn't have an average. I don't think scored any runs. No, he didn't. Yeah, no, he did. He did, never mind. He got four runs. He played two innings, got absolutely smashed by the uh, West Indian batsman, and shouldn't even be near the side anymore. He gets a one. He's a one. Oh, no, you know what? Nah, because I can't really exactly give him a zero. I'll give him a one. I really want to give him a zero. I'm going to give him a zero. He gets a zero because he was fucking shit. He was absolutely fucking god-awful. He wasn't good. George Garter, I know... I, uh, we'll go into George Garter now because I know he's new. I know he's new, and so you can't give him too much shit. But he took one wicket for an average of 57 and an economy of 14.25. 
in one game, Western East made them, they made the man in the butcher. They made the man a bitch. They made them their bitch. And just absolutely hammered them. Like, I feel sorry for the man, but yeah, he gets his, he gets a one. Because he actually took a wicket. A one for one wicket. Oh, he's not good. Not good at all. So we're going to move on to Chris Jordan. Now, Chris Jordan is an international. He has played for ages. He is a man that should be taking wickets, taking poles. He picked up four wickets for an ever. No, sorry. He bowled in four innings. How many wickets did he take? One. This man's supposed to be the, one of their best bowlers. He took one wicket. He averaged the worst average of any bowler in the English lineup or in the entire fucking thing for an average of 136. Bro. Bro. He gets saved because of this. He averaged 20.67 off the bat. He got 62 runs, more than Sam Billing. And his high score, I think, was uh, 28. So I'll give him a 2. I'll give him a 2 because of his batting. Actually, no, I'll give him a 3. Because he batted all right. He got 20 average of the bat. He could not bowl. So he gets no points of bowling, but he gets a 3 for his batting because he literally was the 15th. Um, he got the 15th highest score. And he was the 10th highest scorer as a bowler. So you actually have to give it to him. Uh, he very much deserves a three. And then we move on to Liam Livingston. The man that's supposed to be an all-rounder. He got 33 runs and a, a, a striker of 117.86. He averaged 11. He averaged 11 in his three innings. Now let's have a look. Okay, because he's an all-rounder. So the moment he's sitting on a one. He did take four wickets. He did take four wickets. That's an average of 19.25 and an economy of 9 points. Liam Livingston gets a 3 because he did, he got the 5th highest average uh, with the ball. And he got 53 runs of the bat. Chris Jordan's more a bowler than you and got more runs. So, I feel that you can't be giving him more than a 3 if you're giving Chris Jordan a 3. Liam Livingston gets a 3. He gets a 3. A fucking 3, my dude. A fucking 3. It's dog shit. It's absolutely dog shit. Um, but yeah, so now... We're going to have a look at Tymon Mills. The man who I think should be dropped, castrated, and kicked out of the English li uh, lineup faster than your mother can run over a dog. Right. Let's have a look at what he scored at the bat. One. Did he get one? Yeah, one run. One run. Average? What? Zip. He averaged zero. He averaged zero. Wickets. One. He got one. Wicket. Average. 102. He gets a one. Because he got one wicket. He gets a one. Tyrell Mills is, I know he's got pace for days, but he's shit. He shouldn't be near the fucking England T20 team. Like, it's insane how he's near them. Like, fucking be the chance of me breaking my finger again and him fucking even more wicked someone. Like, bro, he should just be utterly dropped from the team. He should just be dropped. Now we go on to Shakib Muhammad, the man I really didn't want to talk about. Because he didn't take a wicket. And he played in two matches and got absolutely fucked. So badly. So badly. His economy was 10.67. 10.67. He didn't get a wicket. He didn't average. The man should just, just end his career right now because he's shit. Good pace. Good pace. Dog shit though. Dog shit. Zero. Gets a zero. David Payne didn't play at all. Adil Rashid. Let's get into Adil Rashid. Because... This guy deserves a little bit of praise. He got 25 runs with a striker of 108.5. Sorry, 108.7. He 
His highest score was 22, if that is correct. No, sorry. Yes. 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 He was high score 22. And he averaged only 8.33, which isn't bad for like a number 10, number 9 batsman. So he's, he's sitting on rising like a 4 right now off the bat. But his wickets. He got 7 wickets, which is the third highest wicket taker. His average was 16.43 in the economy of 5.57. Straight away, the man gets a 7. Actually, you know what? I'll give the man an 8. He took 7 wickets. He batted all Ryan 1 innings, getting 22. And he bowled well. He was the best bowler for England behind, in front of Muhammad Ali. Sorry, Moen Ali and in front of Liam Livings. He was a very good player, so he gets an 8. I'm getting Moen Ali at 7. I'm giving him an 8. We then move on to Jason Roy. Jason Roy looked sluggish. Didn't look amazing. He was the seventh. Sorry, was the eighth highest wicket? Uh, no, sorry, not the eighth highest scorer. He was the third highest score of 130 runs. He got a high score of 52, which was the eighth highest. He averaged 26. He was the highest batting average of the English team. He batted consistently, not amazingly. He gets a six. He wasn't shit. He wasn't outright bad, but he wasn't amazing. He wasn't great. I'm gonna give him a six because he was stable. He was stable, he was in there, and that's all that matters. That's all that cares about, that's all he gets. Next of, next was, and we're going to have a look at this, because this is this is what I will say is quite funny to have a bit of a, have a bit of a gander at. And that is James Vince. James Vince. The man who I think has a fucking good average in T20s, but the man that let his team down. Now he did get 123 runs, he was the ninth highest scorer, I think, yeah, he was the ninth highest scorer, if I think uh, correctly. No. Sorry, he was the fourth highest scorer. He has the fourth highest average of 24.6, um, above Tom Bassett's average of 24.4. He did very well in two of the matches, with 55 as high score. He gets a five. He wasn't he wasn't great for three of them. So actually, you know what I'm going to give a four? Because he wasn't great for three of the fucking games. He was great for two of them. Oh, I'll give him a five, because he was average. I think he was all right for... Th- it was alright for two of them, one of them, decent for two of them, it wasn't amazing, so I'll give him his due and give him a five. I actually, yeah, so, because he, he, he was, he averaged the second highest, man, he gets a five. He wasn't amazing, he wasn't great. Next we go into Phil Salt, who had his one inning amazingly of 57. I don't need to look at his average, I don't think it was great in the end, because he got out twice, and he got out three times, but he ever, he, um... Yeah, he averaged 20, uh, got 60 runs. But yeah, he was very good. His innings of 57, where he actually got a chance to bat, was probably one of the best innings of the se- of the tour. It was a fucking good 57 off 24 balls. It was fucking amazing to watch. It was a slaughterhouse for the uh, West Indies bat- uh, bowlers. It was great. I rate it. I rate him. He looks very good, and he looks like a do-well. Uh, Reese Topley, the best pace bowler for England. Best, best pace bowler for England. He took three wickets. He took three wickets. An average of 37.33. He's a four. You know what? I give him a five because he was the best. He was the best England pace bowler. So he gets a five. He gets a five. Fuck me. He was bad. He looked all right in a couple of matches. Was, didn't, doesn't pick up many wickets. His economy is seven, which isn't actually that bad. Average of 37.33. So yeah. Not good though. Not good. Harry Brooks. Doesn't even need to get a score. He played one match. Got 10. Didn't play any others. Doesn't get a score. He's inconclusive. But overall, England's fucking team was shocking. Shockingly bad. No one was... Everyone was average besides the two spinners die rate. Uh, that was literally it. Um, so next, next, we are going to now rate the West Indy 
West Indies players. We're going to rate them. We're going to start off Kieran Pollard. Economy of 7, average of 28. He picked up 4 wickets as the 6th half wicket taker, part-time bowler. Uh, his runs were 69, as average was 69. And he won the series as the captain. He gets an 8. He, I wouldn't say his batting was amazing. It wasn't bad. His bowling was alright. It was decent. I give him an 8. He wasn't outstanding. He wasn't fucking like next level shit. He was good. I give him an 8. Next is Nicholas Paran, who who scored 164 runs as the highest run scorer. Was consistent as well. Averaged 41 with the bat. Was outstanding as keeper. He gets an 8 as well. Actually, you know what? I'm going to give him a 9. Because he fucking did really well. He, high score, I think was 70? Yeah, 70. He was the third highest scorer, like, sorry, third highest scorer in the series with a 70. He played very well. He got 20s, like, every game. He picked up a 70. He picked up a 50, I think. Um, and he played very well. So you've got to give it to the man. He did very well. His strike rate's a bit low. It's 122.39. It's not fucking amazing. But you've got to give him a 9 as a vice captain. Very well. Fabian Allen. Oh, God. Fabian Allen is probably going to be, like, the worst rated West Indian. He managed 12 runs. He managed 3 wickets. And he has the worst... No! He doesn't have the worst West Indian average. He averaged 57 points... Sorry, 25.67. But he's a bowler. He gets a 4. No, you know what? He gets a 5. Uh, mm, I'll give him a 5. I'll give him a 5 because he wasn't amazing. He wasn't great. But he did take 3 wickets. Um, like Reese Topley. Uh, and but average twenty five point six seven, the economy of eight point five six. You gotta give it to him. He played all right, not amazingly. Probably needs to be rethinking in his head uh, some shit. But yeah, he did all right. So yeah, um, carrying on with that, we're gonna go into Darren Bravo, who is is who came in. What isn't the bowler? Batsman. How many runs did he get? Let's have a look. Darren Bravo, twenty six and four innings. Sorry, two innings. Actually, only played two innings. He averaged what he averaged twenty six. Didn't actually get much of a bat. Didn't do much. Give him a five. Because he was just sitting there. He didn't really do anything. Didn't get much of a chance. So give him a five. Can't really talk about him much. Ross and Chase didn't play. Sheldon Courtrow. Now he's a bowler. Supposed to be. Took four wickets. Not bad. Average 34. Three. Because I don't think he batted. At all. No. He didn't. He gets a three. He didn't. He got. He took four wickets. But he one of the worst in these. Worst in these. Um... Yeah, so I'm giving a three. He didn't do well. Didn't do amazingly. He did all right. He didn't do great. Domestic Drake's in play. Shy Hope. We'll move into Shy Hope. Um, because I feel Shy Hope actually didn't do too badly, but wasn't amazing. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to give him like a four. Um, yeah, I'll give him a four. He managed 26 runs. Oh, yeah. No, he did badly in two of his games. He gets, a, he gets a three. He gets a three. No, actually, he gets a two. Shy Hope's came in being a hope. For first thing, he's getting a 22. And then didn't do well in the other games. So, you can't exactly go, oh, he's fucking great. No, he wasn't. So, you give him what he deserves, and as a two. You give him a two. Which sucks. Which, but you've got to be, I've got to be harsh. I'll be harsh. Either two, if you don't agree with me, let me know. Uh, Hakil Hassan. Hakil Hassan. Let's, uh, let's look at them at his runs. Yeah. One innings. 44 runs. Average of... Actually, he doesn't have an average. Because he got 44 not out. <laughs> uh, absolutely amazing last innings by him there. Uh, he ended up the second most wickets of 8. The second best average of 15. Almost 10 out of 10. I'm going to give him a 9 out of 10. But fucking fantastic. Um, bloody well. Fucking bowled well. Batted well. I think he's a really good pickup for West Indies. I feel he needs to be. Give him more time. Give him more games. And he'll do well. Um, 
I'm going to move on to Brandon King. I'm going to lose Jason Holder for last, for a good reason. Uh, Brandon King, very good opener. Looks very decent. High score of um, 52, I think. Yeah, 52. Uh, strike rate's a bit low, though. 103.39. Uh, got 122 runs. So he was the fifth highest run score. Um, yeah, he averaged... What did he average? Let's have a look. 30.5. Um, so he was good. He was very good. He looks like a young player. Looks like he's coming through. I think he's actually, he might actually be 28. I'm going to give him a 7. He was good. He wasn't great. But he was very good for the West Indies openings. He played all five matches. He didn't get dropped, unlike Shea Hope. He played very well, was consistent, and I will give him his due in his time. He gets a 7 as a player who played really well, played decent, got a good couple of innings. Didn't look too bad in all of his innings besides like one. Um, but yeah, he made a very good start in the chase of 103 with his 52. So you got him with his due. Carl Mayers. Or Carl Mayers. 71 runs from his two innings. 71 runs from his two innings. Average of 35.5 and a high score of 41. This man, sorry, high score of 40, not 41. This man looks like a catch for the West Indies. Looks like a steal for the West Indies. Good on them for bringing him into T20. He's averaging 32.2 in T20. He played well in the two matches he played. But 71 runs. Like, in 71 runs and two innings, he was the eighth highest run scorer. He's the only one to play two innings and get 71 runs. Uh, the next close is Powell, who finished second, but we'll get on to him. Um, but yeah, fucking, I'm giving him an eight. Absolutely good man. Absolutely good. Came in, turned it around for Western, as I feel, a bit in the opening order. With Shai Hope not really doing much in two games in a row. Um, but yeah, he played very well. Helped them, I think, decently. Um, looks very good. Looks very good for a potential man. So I'll give him an eight. Rovman Poil. 147 runs. Strike of 193.42. Had an average of 73.5. High score of 107. Nine. Because only one man's getting a 10 for, in this. Powell would have got a 10 if he scored more than just 107. But 107 was mainly where his runs came from. He batted good. He batted great. He looks really decent. I don't think he bowled. But he looks like a decent bat. If he keeps going the way he was in this, uh, this tour in T20s. He'll be a great player for West Indies in the coming. Be very good. He's still decently aged, 28. He's got a lot to go for him, so I hope he carries on. Roman Shepard had the one innings of 44, which he looked really fucking good. Um, and you've got to give him that. That's not right. Yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, he's had one game of 44. He managed only 61 runs, which is good for a bowler. Uh, he averaged 61, the third highest average. Uh, yeah, like, legitimately, the seven highest averages in this tour were all West Indians. Um, he was a, he's a bowler, though. He took six wickets, the fourth highest wicket taker. Uh, he averaged 26.17. He gets an eight. He averaged 61 off the bat, 26.17 off the ball. He looks like a good, decent all-rounder they've picked up. I hope he can carry on. I hope he can keep going the way he's doing. But he gets a he gets an eight. He did very well. He's very good. He deserves the eight. Uh, next is Odin Smith, who I am straight out telling you that he is not getting a great score. He is getting a one. He took one wicket for 30 runs. Uh, so in 30 balls, his average was 45. Uh, he gets a two. Well, he gets a one. No. Yeah, he gets a one for the one wicket he took. He didn't bat either. And, if, and he did. I don't think he did well. Hayden Moss Jr. didn't play. So at least the one man. The one man that gets a 10. The one man that played five matches and five innings to the economy of 7.78 averaged 9.6. Scott Bolland stuff. Took 15 wickets. Had 37 runs. An average of 18.5. 
That is Jason Holder. The man who took four wickets in four balls. The absolutely class man that was Jason Holder. Absolutely amazing. Fucking outstanding. I give him my player of the tournament. Absolutely fucking class, man. Absolutely fucking class. Just absolutely class. Can't do anything about it. Just absolute class. Like, he's just absolute brilliant to the way he bowled. Jason Holder got left out. I don't think he played um, any of the games for the T20 World Cup. He might have been injured. But fucking good of the bat. Got some decent runs. Not amazing. But absolutely class of the ball. Picked up four. Picked up five, four, four, and three. Like, just fucking good. He didn't pick up, I think, any wickets in one game. But fuck me, he was good. In four of the games, he was outstanding. Five wickets in the last game to help them win. Four of those wickets in the last... And four balls the last over. Holy shit. Was Jason Holder man of the series? Jason Holder just showed England how to fucking bowl. Made them his bitch. Bent them over. Fucked them in the asshole. Absolutely great. I apologize for my language there. But God, it was amazing to watch the highlights of. He just looked fantastic the entire time. Just looked absolutely great. Along with Hassan, who picked up the four in that final game. Him and Hassan just absolutely ripped apart England. Absolutely ripped apart England. Looked absolutely class. You can't do anything wrong going of Holder. He just looked absolute class in last innings. Like, how it happened. Like, bro, Jason Holder. Holy shit. He just took four wickets and four balls to seal the T20 series. Like, fuck, it was great. Like, oh, God, man. Yeah, like, Jesus Christ. It was fucking great. Just, oh, outstanding by him. Outstanding by him. Outstanding. Five wickets. Five wickets for 27 runs for 2.5 overs. Yeah, I know the runs and overs aren't looking too great. And I know that he's bowling to the pressure. But damn, he bowled well. Gonna give it to him. Absolutely outstanding. Yeah, great for him. Uh, yeah, Weston, he's won the Tour 3-2. Absolutely made England there, bitch. You cannot write it any better than England losing the Ashes series to then losing a T20 tournament. Sorry, T20 series against the West Indies. I'm sorry, I should be laughing. It's so good. I don't want to hear England fans going, oh, but you know, but you know, we didn't have our strongest team. I don't fucking care. You still had your, still had a bloody good team. Still had the, some of your best bowlers. Don't make excuses. Don't make excuses. You lost to a West Indies team. You lost to a West Indies. What the fuck's wrong with you? But yeah, no. Um, but yeah, that's all she wrote, people. That's all she wrote for this. Uh, thank you for listening in. Um, how I would start like to start doing a what is going to be called the band cricketer, um, band cricketer segment at the end, where I'm going to talk about your cricketing stories where you had a go at the umpires, or cricketing stories where things went down, or anything you want me to, or have a discussion about uh, tours you want me to talk about, or anything you want me to have a look in at some players, or and have a look at uh, what I think of these players that um, you want selected for your teams. For example, uh, please do send in to the Sunday Cricketer at gmail.com. Um, yeah, I'd love to hear you guys' stories and read them out at the end of the section. I'll be like 10 minutes each time and just have a good old fun and laugh with uh, you guys and hearing your good old stories. But yeah, thank you for listening in and diving into the Ashes and the West Indies tour. I know this ran for a bit long, hour and a half or so, but I hope you enjoyed. <laughs> Had a good crack up with me because uh, I know I did having a fucking roasting with the English cr- the cricket leagues and they really need to get a better selection committee because uh, their 60 staff who's selected and their captain needs to get shot and um, needs to be reselected.
yeah, I've got to say that. But please do send in anything or any stories or anything like that, like I've said before, to thesundaycricketer at gmail.com. I'll say it again, thesundaycricketer at gmail.com. Please do send anything in. Uh, I will see you all next week, next Sunday, as we get into more Sunday cricket. And we're having a look through the week's cricket. We'll have fun then. But till next time, love you all. Base up. Bye.